Praise the Lord and God bless you this afternoon and welcome to the Tabernacle Deliverance Sunday evening service. I'm your host, Pastor Wells, and I'm excited about what God is doing for us, with us, through us, in the midst of us today. It's just amazing to be back. Uh, we went on a brief uh, getaway, mini um, vacation, and watched all the crazy people drive on the highway, trying to run us off the highway, and we tried to drive slow, take it easy, get where we're going, and come back safely in Jesus' name. But it's just amazing because God is wonderful, regardless of what's going on around us and going on around us with people, what people are doing, people acting crazy. You know, we left people going crazy. We came back, people still going crazy. <laughs> but we're living in the last days, you know, and um, some people are not going to change. I don't care what you give them. I don't care what you tell them. I don't care what you do for them. They have no plan on change. And God said, I am the Lord thy God that changeth not. So he don't change. He still stay righteous in the midst of everything that's going on. God still stay righteous. I don't like it about God. Well, today, an uh, interesting pa a thought passed my mind while I was in the backyard walking by a tree where it used to be a tree. And I was walking by, looking at the tree. And as I walked by and looked at the tree, I, I noticed something interesting. Well, let me tell you a little bit about this tree. Bow your head for a minute. Let me tell you about the tree. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I come before you in the behalf of those that are listening to this broadcast. I don't know if they listen to the podcast, watching the uh, 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 the Sunday service uh, uh, through video, YouTube, or wherever, or the one uh, Tuesday night broadcast, television broadcast. However, touch their lives, break yokes in their lives, I bind the hands of the enemy on every hand. I ask that you meet the needs in their lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, listen, just before we get into the message, you can visit our website, the Tabernacle Deliverance, inc.org, and you can become a prayer partner, leave a prayer request, and leave a testimony of what God is doing in your life, or if this uh, service messages have been a blessing to you. Now, I know there's many of y'all are listening to the podcast. Praise the Lord for that. Um, if you want to help us keep us on the air, you can also leave a love offering. Uh, you can cash up us at Pastor B.L. Wells. Uh, I think it's Pastor B.L. Uh, Pastor B.L. Wells, I need to check. <laughs> I always say, I think it's Pastor yes. Bernard L. Wells. Hold on one second there, folks, and I'll tell you. Uh, Pastor B.L. Wells? Oh, it's Pastor Bernard Wells. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, well, anyway, um, okay, my, my wife had to correct me there. Uh, it's Pastor B.L. Wells, that's correct. Well, anyway, I want to tell you about the tree where I was walking in the uh, in the um, backyard. Not really a garden. While I was walking in the garden in the, in the backyard, I seen the tree, and um, I seen the tree. I seen the tree. Thank you. I seen the tree, and as I looked at the tree, um, I noticed something. The tree had been cut down years ago. Because, of, uh, well, we could say that the tree was cut down through a bit of negligence on the part of some people. They put a, I'm mean, just going to give you an example of something. They put a, a, um, 
uh, a hot tub on it. Never used the hot tub. And the hot tub killed the branches in the tree, killed the, the uh, main branches in the tree. Everything dried out. Hot tub was there for years. And the tree fell down. Fell on the house, actually. So they finally got rid of the hot tub. And when they got rid of the hot tub, you could see that the carpet that was on under the hot tub built into the ground. It really messed up the earth and everything. So the branch in the tree, everything died. However, when I was in the backyard the other day, uh, and I walked by, and I looked at the um, that spot, and I seen leaves, a little tree growing, a flower growing. Everything was coming up again. So that brings me to today's message. God, the restorer. God, the restorer. That's interesting. God, the restorer. Everything going on around us, everything seems to be look bad. The economy looks bad. I mean, everything. Everything looks bad to a lot of people. But the thing that gets me is the tree being restored after years of being withered and dried out. I wish I had took a, I should have took a picture of that tree. Y'all would get to see it. And it shows the restoration ability of God to restore. And that's what I want to talk to you about. God the restorer today. Because he is a restorer. Man has become a destroyer. And God has become a restorer. He restores. Get your Bible. This is interesting. If you notice, if you y'all, everybody that heard the story about Adam getting kicked out of heaven, uh, excuse me, getting kicked out of the garden. Why? Because God wanted to keep his stuff. He knew man now that had knowledge of stuff was going to destroy stuff. He was going to make a mess. That's man for you. Man loves to make a mess. Get your Bibles and go with me to Exodus chapter 15. And let's talk about this. Exodus chapter 15. You know, I know all the preachers of today, all of them, they 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 uh, got their tablets and their messages on their tablet, and then they videotape it. I'm listen, I've used the tablet to videotape and do live broadcasting, but I'm sticking with my written word. I'm sticking with the written word of God. This book here, the Bible, 66 bucks. Because it doesn't have a battery in it. It's not going to die on me in the middle of my message. My tablet may die. While I was away, in fact, I was sitting in the a, in a hotel room. And there was a storm where I was at. It was so bad. It was flickering the lights in the hotel room. I was watching the movie. And the movie was going off and on. <laughs> but guess what? I don't care how much storm was going on. Unless my Bible was sunk in water. And I couldn't read the pages. I will still have my written word of God. Okay, get your Bible, then go with me to Exodus chapter 15 and verse 26. And listen to this. And he said, if thou wilt 
diligently hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God and will do which is right in his sight and will give ear, give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes. I will put none of these diseases upon thee which I have brought upon the Egyptian for I am the Lord that healeth thee. Oh my gosh. Let me read it one more time. Uh, Exodus King James Version, chapter 15, verse 26 says, And said, If thou wilt diligently hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, and will do that which is right in his sight, and will give air to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I brought upon the Egyptian, for I am the Lord. That healeth thee. Isn't that something? Isn't that something to think about? God just wanted to do what? Hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. One. That's the first thing he wanted us to do. Hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. If you originally listen, hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. And will do that which is right. If we do that which is right before God, we're going to get the right results. We're going to get restoration. We're going to be restored. People want their marriages restored, but they won't hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. They diligently seek after. They won't seek after him. Did you hear me, beloved? You got to hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God and then follow his commandments. He said, why call me, Lord, Lord, and I don't do the things that I say do. Oh, come on, somebody. It's true. If we hearken unto the voice of the Lord, that God, you want to you want to be healed of your sickness? Hearken unto the voice of the Lord, that God. Diligently. I was thinking about something the Lord brought to my mind. One of the reasons, and, and this is true. One of the reasons that we do not hear from God, that we don't seek him wholeheartedly. It's true. We don't seek God wholeheartedly. We go on the fast. Oh, I can't make it and give up. Oh, I'm going to spend time in prayer. You pray five minutes and call it a day. You ain't spend no time in worship and praise. But you're, oh, God, help me right now. Come down here and do something for me right now. Bless me right now. Bless me this and this and that and the other. But you ain't spend no time worshiping and praising God. He said, if you're hearkening unto the voice of the Lord thy God, diligently, diligently. Yeah, I shall be educated enough to know what the word diligently means. That's the world. What's the word uh, uh, diligently mean? means you have to you have to keep at it you have to you have to persevere you know, you want to make sure you get and you're going to get it done now if we all call diligently seek after the voice of the lord thy god if you want to save money you got to do what diligently save it you got to make sacrifices and keep putting that money in the bank to save it now it's not getting saved you're going to keep in the store buying your Gucci fake bag and buy your fitty bag or whatever nonsense you're spending money on. Huh? But when you diligently want to save money for a home or a new car, you're going to save that money. It's that, that simple. You're going to tell people, see you later, buddy. 
I got to save this money. I can't go. I can't spend the money. I need the money because I got to go. I got to do this. If I want to get that car, I got to get that money. I got to have the down payment for the home. I got to save that money. It's that simple. So the scripture is saying here, if thou will diligently hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God and will do that which is right. That's where we mess up, church folks. That's where we mess up. We ain't doing what's right. We have stepping, a quarter stepping, or dying stepping. We got dying relationship with God, you know. We got dying relationship. I, I got to say. Folks, today we have dying relationship. What you mean by dying relationship? Your relationship with God is worth a dime. You're not 100%. Amen. You're not a, you're, you're like a married man that got a woman on the side. You giving the other woman a 60%. And your wife, 40. Ooh. Then you got nerve to complain that they're giving you a hard time. Both want you to do all that stuff. And you're trying to tell them only one person. And you don't, they don't know that you got each other, these other women. So the scripture says, and he said, if thou will hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, and will do that which is right in his sight, and keep all his stock, his commandments, and give me out to his commandments. Listen. And listen to his commandments. Give me out. Listen to the commandments of the Lord. Listen to what he has to say in his word. Pick up your Bible. Blow the dust off it. And read it. Ask him to open your understanding. Listen. Give air. Hear what the Lord thy God has to say to you personally. And keep all the statutes. But you can't keep no statue of God without knowing what they are. People, somebody say, Well, I don't live, we don't live under the New Testament. How are you gonna know you don't live under the old testament when you ain't read the new testament? Because there's a lot of things from the old testament right in the new testament. People don't know that. They run that number. Oh, we don't, we're under grace. We don't know. We don't live by the Old Testament. If you were some, such a dummy and stupid, you would know that that word of God tells you in the Old Testament and New Testament, a lot of things that are same it never changed. It never changed. Because we're under grace doesn't mean the word of God has changed. There's many things in the word of God in the New Testament that are in the Old Testament. I'm normally not on fire like this, but God's doing something. God is a restorer. Hallelujah. God, you need restoration. Amen. God is a restorer. God is a restorer. God is a restorer. Oh, my God. Listen to the words. And then he says, keep all the stats. And I want none of these diseases. Upon thee, oh, the Egyptians, Pharaoh, they wouldn't listen. Pharaoh, they want to let God's people go. But God said, I got your number, buddy. I got something for you. It's coming right at you. Full speed ahead, and you can't stop it. He said that I'll put none of these diseases upon you, upon thee, which I brought upon the, the, the Egyptians. For I am the Lord that healeth thee. Did you hear that? I am 
the Lord that healeth thee. Now make these things. That's unique. God is a healer. I know they don't preach about that no more. I know they don't teach that anymore. I know they told you to run to the doctor and chop you up. Now listen, I'm not against the doctor. I know a lot of people think I am, but I'm not actually. Actually, I have friends that are doctors. Actually, I do. Both of them not saved, actually. There's nothing wrong for you to go to the doctor and let the doctor give a whatever uh, 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 annual checkup or they check you out and say you got cancer or whatever. There's nothing wrong with them telling you that. You say, what? You mean there's nothing wrong? It's simple, beloved. Man can only tell you what he's been taught through books. The man of God can only tell you what he's been taught. God's book. And I'm going to tell you from my mouth, from his book, I am the Lord God, God that healeth thee and I make these things. He can heal cancer. I did another scripture I read that talks about he'll heal of all. He healed of all diseases. It's right in the word, beloved. It's right in the word. He don't just heal broken arm, broken legs. My good friend, one of my good pastor friends called me and we prayed and the other pastors prayed with him and now we're, pray, we're praying about because he said he had uh, 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 too much fat on his liver. We all prayed. Then he came back with a praise report. He ain't no fat on the liver. His liver is fine. Because God said, I, the Lord, healeth thee. But you have to believe and accept, not just believe. You have to believe and accept that God is a healer and a restorer. If you do not believe God, it's like, oh, that's all beloved. Listen to this. The Bible said, he that cometh to God must first believe that he is. And that he, oh my God, and a reward of them that seek him. Oh, glory to God. You got to believe this, not nobody else. It ain't the job the, the, oh my goodness. It's not the doctor's job to believe that God's gonna heal you. <laughs> Are you gonna oh, I know God to heal? I know God to heal. The doctor don't care. He ain't getting paid by God. He's getting paid by that hospital. Hello. <laughs> His job is to cut, chop, and tell you. Or tell you cut and chop. Anybody ever made steak? You gotta flip it. If you wanna cook it, you gotta, whether you want a medium or whatever you got, you still gotta flip it to so put some color in it. And that's what the doctors do. They flip you and whip you. Okay? But let me tell you. It's not the doctor's job to believe God for a miracle for you. That's not their job. And I agree with them. I agree with them hundred percent. It is your job to know God for yourself and know that He is a restorer. And don't run to the doctor every time you feel a little woozy. Trust God. Depend on Him. Let Him become your personal restorer. Let Him become the God of your health. 
See, we want God to be our money man. Oh, yes, we do. We want God to be our money man, beloved. We want God to be our money man. Yeah, come on now. We want God to bless us, bless us, bless us, bless us, bless us. We want God to bless us. Bless. See that sign in the back? Look at that sign. It says, if you can see it, it says, reach the heart, save the soul. And you see the people in the background lifting their hand and giving God praise. That's where we, we screw up. We screw everything up right there. We don't give God praise. We just give me, bless me, bless me, bless me, bless me, bless me. A two-year-old. He said, I'm the God that restored. So he said in his verse, I am the Lord that healeth thee. Let's move on. Let's go to Psalm 51. Psalm 51. Always King James Version, Psalm 51. Psalm 51 and verse 12. Let's see what it said. Hold on a second. You do these messages sometimes, you get. Okay, listen to this. John 51 and 12 says, Restore. Unto me the joy of thy salvation. Listen to this. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. Let me read it again. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. What is he saying? What is he saying? Restore unto me. Now, this is a person that have been saved. They've been saved a while, and they've been coming watered down and wishy-washy. They're following what everybody else is doing. They're doing what everybody else is doing. They're saying what everybody else is saying. And now they're coming back to their senses, and they now say, Lord God, restore unto me. To me. The joy and excitement of thy salvation. To me. He's a restorer. But he goes on to say, and uphold me, lift me up with thy free spirit. See, I keep telling people, God don't set people free. People say, all the preachers say, God wants to set you free. That's not in the Bible. I know preachers get upset when I say it. They say, no, God set people free. That's not in the Bible. Jesus didn't say that. He did say, I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. He said that. But what he did say was, whom the son made free is free indeed. And I say nothing about setting nobody free. Because when you get set free, you can be bound up again. You could jump out of God's hand. Of course you could do that. But the scripture makes it plain. I come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. But whom the sun set makes free 
It's free indeed. He don't, he doesn't say whom the son set free is free indeed. Don't say that. It said whom the son make. Make. Listen to, listen to the word make. Make. You're making cakes. You're actually making this cake. What you gonna do with this cake after you make what? You put ball it out. What you gonna do with this, Sister Wells? What do you do with the cake after you ball it up? After you make it, where do you put it? Oh, in the oven. Oh, what happens after you go in the oven? Then it's, it's formed. Oh, yeah. then it's formed. So God said, whom the son make free. It's free indeed. He's a restorer. The devil is a lie. He don't want us to acknowledge that God is really a restorer. You don't want us to believe that God's a restorer. He wants us to believe that God is a myth so he can jack our lives up a little more. But God is a restorer. That scripture sums it up. It says in verse 12 of Psalm 51, Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me. Lift me up with thy spirit. Let's move on. Let's go to Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 1, and it says as follows. Listen to this, beloved. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye that are spiritual, restore such a one. In the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, least thou also be tempted. Let me read it again. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fall, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, least thou be tempted. Also be tempted. Did you hear that? Ye which are spiritual, brethren, restore such a one that it fall. They fell from grace. They fell from grace. They're not walking in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ anymore. But you that are so-called spiritual are walking in the spirit of God and so-called so deep in God. Those of you jokers that's running around quoting scriptures all the time, like you know so much about God, go restore that brother that's jacked up. Hello? Go restore that brother that needs help. Go restore him. Become a part of something important. Restore your brother that's fallen from grace. And bring them back. Help restore them in God. And then the scripture goes on and said, at least you also be tempted. But you shall post the story, store them in the spirit of meekness. Not acting like you're better than them. Bow your heads for a minute. Let me pray for those that are uh, watching the broadcast. The broadcast is about the end of the second. Father, we thank you and praise you for those that are watching the broadcast right now. As it touch every liberal soul from the crown of their heads to the soles of their feet. Break every yoke in their life, though. God, I thank you for making them free in Jesus' name. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Those that's watching the broadcast, you can come back on and uh, um, we have Bible study at 8 o'clock on Wednesday night right here. Okay, now let's move on. If a man, brethren, is overtaken in a fault, one of the biggest problems of the church today, we don't believe in restoration. We like to tear people down. 
A brother falls from grace. Look at that nasty dog over there. I call him all kind of names. Falling from grace and completely walking away from God is two different things. People confuse the two. If you're able to restore that person in grace, do it. Do it in the spirit of meekness. Do it in the spirit of love. Do it in the spirit of concern. Not to tear them down. Not to act like, well, I've been saved 35 years and I'm better than you. I don't care how long you've been saved. I know for a fact that we must, must die daily. All of us. We must be refreshed and renewed in God daily. I die daily. Paul said that this flesh got to die daily. God is a restorer to those who are looking for restoration. If there's anybody out there listen, looking for the restoration today, your home, your marriage, your job, your life, your mind, God can and will restore you. If you ask, it will restore you. I'm positive that God will restore you. But you have to be willing to humble wow. yourself and ask him to restore you. Let's move on. Let's go to Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 30. In verse 7, Jeremiah chapter 30, I'm sorry, 17. Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 17 says, I will restore health unto thee, and I will heal thee of thy womb, saith the Lord. Because they call thee an outcast, saying, This is I." Who no man seek after. Listen to this again. Let's read it again. For I will restore health unto thee, and I will heal thee of thy wounds, saith the Lord. Because they that call thee an outcast, saying, This is sign, and whom no man seeketh. Wow. That's that's that that scripture is powerful. God said he will restore health unto thee. And I will heal you of your wounds. Now, he said two things. He said two interesting things. I will, this God saying, not man. I will restore health unto thee. He's a restorer. Did you hear that? God will restore your health. And then he says something else. Love. Listen to this. I will heal thy wounds. He's talking about not just cuts. He's talking about the wounds in your heart. He's talking about the wounds in your mind. The wounded memories you have. God wants to heal your memory. God wants to heal the pain behind those memories. Nobody know about but you. There's young people and older people that have been sexually abused, mentally abused, and they deal with that. And it hurts them mentally. 
and eats them away. But God said, I am a restorer. I can heal you if you want me to. I can heal you. I went through the virus. Sick. Oh, yeah. Did the Lord step in? See, I'm not talking about nothing about man did. Man can't take no credit for what God did with me. Too bad. God stepped in. When my mind was going, the Lord said he stepped in and shut my mind down so I wasn't loaded in here. And when it's time to restore it, he restored it. I don't care if nobody believes me. I know this happened. I ain't making it up. I couldn't do nothing for myself. But God restored my mind. The last effects of the virus was I couldn't read nothing small. And after a couple of days, God restored that. I went to the doctor and said, your eyes, I did the same way it was before. Then, praise God. Hallelujah. He's a restorer. The results from the doctor could have when I went to get my eyeglasses because I use uh, far distant glasses sometimes. But sometimes I can't because they're too strong for my eyes. So I don't need no glasses at time. I just wear them in the rain or night or whatever. But... However, I could have went back. And they say your eyes are all messed up. But God's a restorer. Amen. God gets the credit. Ain't nobody getting this credit but God. Ain't nobody can't take no credit for this. When God rose me up out of the bed, I don't have no side effects from the virus. That's God. It ain't me. That's God. It ain't me. I ain't got nothing to do with it. I'm still me. I still like eat yummies. Some people lost their taste and smell and went through all kinds of stuff. And God brought me through. He is a restorer, beloved. I'm not making this up. I don't know why God gave me this message this one just for today. But God is a restorer. Amen. I stake my life on it that God can restore a person if they truly want him to restore. That I know what he's capable of doing. I ain't worried about what the devil. That was always going to try and do something. But I know what God will do because he had the last say. He's a restorer. That's why the scripture say in verse 17, it says here, I will restore health unto thee, and I will heal thy wounds, saith the Lord, because they call thee an outcast, saying, This is thine whom no man seeketh after. You ain't worth nothing. You ain't nobody, but just somebody in God. Let God give you a real testimony of who he is and what he's able to do. Hello. I know what God can. I'm not afraid of what could go because things going to go on. See, this is the thing you got to understand. You got to get to know God for yourself. Hallelujah. You got to get to know God. For you put your name there. My name is Bernard, not Pastor Wells when it comes to serving God. I'm just Pastor Wells to the people God put me over. That's it. But when I deal with God, I deal with God as Bernard. He don't know no Pastor Wells. He don't know no Pastor, Apostle John and Bishop this and all. He don't know them. They just get. Some are calling. Some are good works. But when God deals with people, he deals with them individually. America, the United States of America, called them around and said, Oh, we believe in as a nation. Oh, we believe in God. You're a liar. We're a lying nation. We don't serve God. 
we throw God's name on the money. Like I tell people, before they put it on a dollar and God retrieved trust, they used to say, mind your own business. Go, go, go check it out. See if I'm lying to you. It wasn't in God retrust. They just tried to patch it up because throw God in it. They ain't thinking about God. Go ask the government. That's why these billionaires are trying to go to the uh, space so they can make colonies, okay? Y'all need to wake up and they'll find out what's going on. But God has the last say. They can have all the billions and trillions they want. <laughs> God has the last say. So when it's time to burn up the earth, if they think they're making a colony on, out in space or on Mars or Venus, they're going to get burnt in. <laughs> I know what God gonna do already. It's in the word. That's not a prophecy. That's not a new prophecy. It's right in the word. Ain't that no prophecy? That's in the word. He's gonna burn this planet up. And all those uh, I think y'all escaping. Easy. I got billions. I'm making a rocket. I'm gonna go out. We're gonna build a, co a colony on Mars, and we're gonna build one on Venus, and that's where we're gonna live. We know God's gonna burn up Earth, but we going in. And God said, "You ain't going on those planets before you even think of landing. I'm gonna burn you." <laughs> I'm not kidding. Ain't nobody getting away from judgment. You better make sure you're right with God. So the verse said, I will restore health unto thee, and I will heal thee of thy womb, saith the Lord, because they call thee an outcast, saying, This is I whom no man seeketh after. <clears throat> That's why you got to know who you are in God. Don't worry about what people have to say, because they're going to talk anyway. Then we listen to this. Check this out. You worried about everybody talking about you bad on the job. And they, they they dog you because you don't go to the parties and drink and all that stuff with them. So they get mad with you. Then they start making a dog in you. And if you're a female, the men are dog in you because you want to drop your drawers from them. Ooh, you don't want to do all that low stuff with them. You don't want to wear a skirt up your behind and all that stuff. You don't want to do that. You want to be golly how you carry yourself. But they're going to talk about you like a dog. But I'm going to tell you something, beloved. You turn around and backslide and start doing that stuff, they're going to trash you worse. They're going to say, I thought you were saved. <laughs> and you'll be saying, wait a minute, wait a minute. You trashed me when I was saved. Now you're dogging me worse now. Yes, because you're supposed to be an example. <laughs> that has happened to many people, beloved. They got tired of people talking about so they started doing the people doing the speech and start trashing them worse. I thought you were saved. I thought you were walking with God. Now, all of a sudden, the authority on God. <laughs> that's how people are. That's how the devil works. He'll work on you to get you to go backwards. And then he'll trash you for going backwards. God has a restore. Don't go backwards. Let's move on. Let's go to Joel chapter 2. Joel chapter 2. <clears throat> and verse. Oh my goodness, I'm searching for the scripture. <laughs> oh, this is funny with me sometimes. What is going on here? Give me your Bible. Give me your Bible. <clears throat> Find it in my Bible. Thank you. I'm sorry. Don't take it out. Just give me your Bible. 
Thank you. Okay. Job chapter 2, verse 26. Verse 25, sorry. And I will restore, <clears throat> and I will restore the years unto thee. It says, and I will restore the years of, uh, I will store, I will restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten, the canker worm and the caterpillar and a parliament worm, my great armory which I send among you. Look at that verse. It says, I will restore the years unto you. He wants to restore. There you go. I don't know. Sorry, he has some little scammy whammy stuff on. It says, I will restore the year, to you the years that the locusts have eaten. Excuse me, I was restored at the, uh, the years that the locusts have eaten and the caker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm migrate on me, which I sent among you. God will give you back everything. Everybody know the story of Job. How he suffered. And God restored back everything. God is a restorer. That's why you can't complain and worry about when things go wrong. <clears throat> and all the ones used to say, what will be, will be. But I want to tell you this. God can restore the years of your life that seem to have been wasted. I'm, I'm, I'm serious. King Hezekiah was a man given up to die. The prophets and everybody gave him up to die. And he turned his face to the wall. And God added 15 more years to that man's life. It's a unique situation. God is a restorer. God wants to restore all the years that you lost. I was watching a preacher this morning. <clears throat> he, he. What he was saying was right, but um, he made a huge mistake. He was talking about Sarah and Abraham, but he messed up on the age. And he said that Sarah, uh, Abraham was 75 years old and, and Sarah was 65. I hope he correct that because it's not true. When he had um, Isaac, he was 100 years old. But the thing about this is, God, the great restorer, is a restorer. He'll restore your finances. Oh, yes, he will. You know what? The enemy is allowed sometimes to tamper with your stuff sometimes. 
because you got to watch him. He's sneaky. He'll come and go meddling with your stuff. Well, actually, you got to be watchful. You got to be watchful with people, beloved. You got to be watcher, watchful because people are tricky, just like the devil. Because he used them when he can't. He'll use who make himself available to him. <clears throat> so the verse say in verse 25, I will restore to you, this is personal, to you, the years that the locusts have eaten. You know, the locusts could be anything in your life. Stress, financial loss, those locusts could be anything in your life. It says, I will restore to you the year that the locusts haven't eaten it, the canker worm and the caterpillar and the permarine, my great army, which I sent among you. <clears throat> A lot of times, beloved, those things happen because of disobedience, not because of obedience. Because we disobey God, we start falling into that stuff. When we start disobeying God, we fall into that stuff. I thought it just ran through my mind about a young girl. About how when a young girl get wrapped up with the wrong boy, she loses her virginity before she's supposed to. She was trying to save herself, but she got wrapped up with the wrong crowd. You can't reverse that. That's done. God can restore her. Uh, dignity, but that, that's that's just done. That's just done. But God wants to restore our lives to the place where we can worship Him in the beauty of holiness. He wants to restore us from the locust and the caliper and the panorama and anything else that's come your way. But a lot of times you got to reject the people that you be with. Those people could be your worms. They could be your caliper. They could be your locust tearing you down. You got to know who's among you, beloved. You got to know. You got to stand still and see the salvation of God for you. Let's move on. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 58. Isaiah chapter 58. And verse 12. Listen to this. Isaiah chapter 58, verse 12. And they, and they that shall be of these shall build old waste places and shall rise up the foundations of many generations, and thou shalt be called the repairer of the breach the restorer of path to dwell in. I'm going to read it again. And they that shall be of thee shall build old waste places, and thou shalt rise up the foundations of many generations. And thou shalt be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of path to dwell in. And my mind goes to back to my pastor. He passed away 30 years ago, 30 years He was a restorer.
He was a builder of waste places. He built up people that was down in Berlin. He built up people that was in drugs. He built up people that was in homosexuality. He led them to the Lord and directed them how to walk before God. And today, many, many, many thousands of them today are soldiers for the Lord. Many thousands of them are soldiers for the Lord with huge ministry. Some of us never knew that God would rise us up and use us for his glory. But God used Apostle Washington as a great light and example to the world. Amen. His only concern was that we will walk before God in the land of the living when he was gone. And that is the job of every man and woman of God to push forward to rebuild our waste places and foundation for generations to come. That we will go on and tell their children, 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 what God is able to do and how he's able to restore anybody. I've seen drug addicts. I've seen homosexuals. I've seen lesbians. I've seen thieves. I've seen robbers. I've seen all kinds of people get delivered in God. I've seen God restore low people. I've seen it with my own eyes. Anybody can tell me any different. I've seen it with these two eyes. I've heard the testimonies of God. I've heard what he's capable of doing. I've seen what he's able to do. That's why this scripture says here in verse 12. They that shall be of thee shall build all waste places, and thou shalt rise up the foundation of many generations, and thou shalt be called the repairer of the breach. The restorer of paths to dwell in. People want to dwell in God. People want to go in God. People want to go somewhere in God. But one of the biggest things people really want to do is know that God is real. Do you hear me? You got thousands of messages. I mean, thousands and thousands of preachers preaching messages. But very few of them really know that God is real for themselves. Oh, y'all ain't listening to me. All these preachers that got big, fabulous buildings, they die and they get back in their building and have regular service. But how many didn't really know God? Yes, because they wouldn't got their THD. Don't mean they know God. Don't mean they walk with God. Don't mean they got no power with God. Nobody's going to be restored. They're just going to get religious. Oh, beloved, religion don't save. Being religious don't save. You're going to go to hell with your religion. People running around talking about Muslim. People running around talking about Catholic. Everybody talking about somebody. But beloved, your religion is taking you to hell. Jesus said, you must be born again. Except you repent, you're all likewise parents. Everybody. The Muslim, the Catholic, the Pentecostal, the Holy, you're all going to hell together. If you do not repent of your sin. Are you talking about them? Oh, look at them. The Muslims, the terrorists. The biggest, you know what? Some of the biggest terrorists was those guys running around in the early time for the Catholic Church, calling themselves Christians, running around, killing people. I will tell the truth. And some of the biggest terrorists we have right in the United States are those guys that ran around with white sheets on their heads, calling themselves the Ku Klux Klans or whatever else stupid behind garbage they call themselves. They call themselves Christians. They need to stop using that word. You ain't no Christian. You're a terror, a domestic terrorist. That's what you are. 
All right, let's move on. Let's go to Luke 19 and 8. Like Luke 19 and 8. Luke 19 and 8 says, And Zacchaeus uh, stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, half of my goods I will give to the poor, and if I have taken anything of any, of any man, by false accusation, I will restore it. Now, listen, I'm going to read that verse again. Uh, Luke's eight, uh, 19 and 8. Let me read it again. And Zacharias stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, half of my goods I will give to the poor. And if I have taken anything of any man by false accusation, I will restore fourfold. When the restorer comes to town. And you know what? One of the things that always got me, and I can never understand. I did not say I understand. I understand. When the Lord walked the earth, all these people was around him, and there was no effect. Did you hear me? Thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people walked around Jesus from the time he was born until the time he ascended. Very few received anything from him. <laughs> That's something. The very restorer of past, the very hero of the world was among them and they received nothing. This verse here tells us something interesting. This man told the Lord, listen, I know you're the Lord. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to give half of everything I have. I'm going to give it to the poor. Now, 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 now. If I, if I stole anything, if I scammed anybody, because that's what he's saying, by false accusation. If I stole and if I scammed anybody, took their land, their money or whatever, I'm not only going to give it back, Lord, I'm going to give it fourfold. I'm going to give them four times the amount that I took. You know why? You know why that man said that? He didn't have to say that. He didn't have to say nothing. But he knew the true restore was there. He knew the true restore could take everything from it like that. Bing! Everything's gone. And he knew that the restore had the power to turn him into hell. Easy. He was a smart man. He wasn't dumb. He knew the Lord of glory was before him. And the least thing he could do is try to set the record straight. It wasn't so much, listen to this, beloved. It wasn't so much, <clears throat> I want you to listen to this. It wasn't so much that he was going to give a half of his possessions to the poor. Forget that part. Because the Bible said the poor are always with us, right? That's what the scriptures say, right? Okay, so listen to this. It was the fact that he said, if I took anything by, from anybody by false accusation, scamming them, taking them caught, brought them in things, any scammy little stuff I did, I'm not only going to return it to him, I'm going to give him four times the amount. So the man was guilty of some crime, but he was repenting when he was talking to the Lord because he didn't want to be loved. See, when you get amongst God and God's presence, you want to get right. You don't care what you got to do, you want to get right. 
If I got to give up my cigarettes, if I got to give up my alcohol, if I got to give up my women, my men, I don't I want to be right. I got to give up life, whatever I got to do. I, I'll do it right now, Lord. Whatever you want. That's when the true restore comes. He's going to bring restoration in your life and he can bring restoration through you to other people's lives. That's what happened in this verse. When the restorer comes, something is going to take place, beloved. I like that. Think about that for a second. When the true restorer comes, something is going to take place. Oh, praise God. Something is going to take place. Not just religious stuff. Oh, that's beautiful to know. And when the restorer comes, something unique is going to take place. Lives are going to be changed. Yokes are going to be broken. People are going to be made free. Not set free, but made That's the thing about this. That's the thing about restoration. God is a restorer. Let's move on. We almost finished. Let's move on. Let's go to Psalms 103 real quick. Psalms 103. Psalm 103 and verse 3. Listen to this. This is the Lord. Listen to this. Who forgiveth all thy iniquities and healeth all thy diseases. I'll read it again. Who forgiveth all thy iniquities, all thine iniquities, and who healeth all thy diseases? Did you hear that? Not only can God forgive and cleanse you of all your iniquities and sins and errors, He can heal all thy diseases. Are y'all in hand? People think that God can't heal everything. <laughs> There's no disease that God can't heal. Oh, somebody may say, oh, I know many people that died of AIDS. They didn't get saved and allow God to heal them. There's people that died from blood transfusion. Listen to this. They needed to hold on to God's word of deliverance. I'm serious. Everybody don't have faith. I'm going to tell you something, and this is true. As long as my pastor stayed alive, there was hundreds of people in our church that lived. And they had all kinds of sicknesses. And on his faith, they lived. They never developed their own personal faith in God's word and in God. I'm, I'm serious. I'm not making I knew these some of these people. As long as my pastor lived, they lived. And you there's stories in the Bible about as long as the man of God lived, as long as Moses holds his hand up, they won the war. As long as he holds his hand up, they put rocks under his hands so he can they can win the war. As long as the man of God holds them up in prayer, they live. When he died, not too long after, they died. I'm not making this up. I knew someone, and I learned a great deal through that. That I myself will not have to have faith in God Himself. Are you going to die? And I've been in a lot of situations. I've been in a lot of situations where I could have died health-wise. 
And this story here in verse 3. Who forgiveth all thy iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. One of the scriptures I personally hold on for myself is, with long life would I satisfy him and show him my salvation. I hold on to that scripture. You got to hold on to the word of God like the horns of the altar for yourself. God is a restorer. God is a restorer. God is a restorer. God, is, you know what? I want to tell you this. When you ever get a chance, I want you to take some time and Google about car restoration. Go ahead. When you get a chance, Google it and think about what I'm talking about, restoration. God mm -hmm. being God being a restorer. When it's an old beat up car from the 50s or 60s or something, and it has all kind of rust and all kind of junk on it, they got to restore it from scratch. It's going to cost money. It's going to cost. So they got to get the parts from that. And then when they restore it, look, man, like just out of the show. And that's how God wants to restore it. It's going to take some time. It's not all in one day. But God can restore you fully. God can restore you fully. That's what I'm trying to tell you. But it's not in one day. Look up, look up, look up on car restoration. They got to get the pot. God got to go through the files of your life. God got to go through the files on what he needs to remove or what he needs to fix. I'm not talking about doctors. I'm talking about what God needs to do. I have a friend. God gave her a new kidney. No operation. I know people. God gave them new hearts. No operation. I'm not making this up. He's in the restoration business, buddy. He's always been here. It's just us that don't know it. It's because we don't take time and go through his word. We'll find out he is a real restorer. Let's move on. Let's go to Amen. Psalm 118. We're just about finished. Psalm 118 and verse 23. Look at that verse. Psalm 118 and verse 23. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. Look at that verse. I'll read it again. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. Why? Because he's a restorer. God can restore us, replenish us. Oh my goodness. Restore our mind. Restore our hearts. Stir up our kidneys and flush them clean. Take out that stony. You know what? He's the greatest operator. He knows how to do operation. Because the scripture says he'll take out that stony heart out of you. And then put in a heart of flesh without cutting you open. Oh my gosh. God is a restore, beloved. I'm not kidding you. This is the Lord's doing. And it's marvelous in our eyes. It may not be the way you want it. But God is a restorer. 
I'm not just telling you this. I know this for a fact. It's not something somebody just told me, oh, oh, but now God is a restorer. Go preach and tell people about God is a restorer. I don't need nobody to tell me that. That's why God showed me the tree. God showed me the tree. God lift that tree up. Brought that, brought them part of the roots and things are starting to come back together again. Oh, well, take years and years for the tree to grow into a big giant tree like bud. Definitely. But beloved, don't let your age fool you. There's nothing too hard for God to do. We deceive ourselves. We rip ourselves off because we really let people rip our faith off. That's why you got to be careful who you listen to. What's this you allow going into your ear? And what's going in your heart? People mess you up with their lies. I don't care who feels that got nothing to do with you. I make a, jo a joke about uh, 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 Richard Brunson. Well, Richard Brunson has a theory about life anyway. He don't care what you think. That's why he's a billionaire and you're not. <laughs> he's his philosophy always says, do. Why do I got to do what those guys do? Why? Look what they're at. I don't want to be like that. So he said, I want to take a rock and go to space. He had the money to build a rocket. He didn't wait on NASA neither. <laughs> he didn't wait on NASA to build them one. Sometimes they blow up a bunch. Uh, <laughs> he built his own rocket. What I'm trying to tell you. When you want restoration from God, beloved, you must expect it and look for it. I said me when we first started the message that one of the problems is uh, 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 we have a 10 cent relationship with God. 10 cent. Our relationship ain't worth nothing but 10 cent with God. We ain't 100%. Not even a dollar. And say. That's because we have heart. A 10% heart. When you really seek, the scripture does say, I used to get upset about this. The scripture says, when you seek me with all your heart, then you'll find me. I used to get upset with that, about that. I am not going to lie. I used to get upset. Well, more, I used to say, what do you mean? I got to seek it more, more, more. When you let go, and seek God with all your heart. People, your husband, your wife, your children, everybody may argue about it. But I want to ask you a question. What is it you really want from God? That's something to think. What do you really want from God? What do you really want from God? God's always asking us this. You hear preachers saying, God's going to bless you. God wants to bless you. God wants to bless you. What is it you really want from God? Don't be asking them outside of his word. What do you want from God? Do you truly want a real father and child relationship? Do you really want to get to know him in his power and the fellowship of his resurrection of Christ Jesus? Do you really want to get to know him as somebody that be beside you when you're all alone when there's no humans there? Do you really want to see him reveal his word to you? Do you really want assurance that you have eternal life? Not just going to church, not just listening to my broadcast or somebody else's broadcast, that you really have assurance that you have eternal life. If you die today, heaven is your home. 
You can stand before God without a shadow of doubt and say, I've done all I can. I've tried to do whatever to reach everybody I can. I've done what I was supposed to do. I've lived before you. I'm not trying to make nobody scared. I'm just telling you the truth. God is a restorer. People said, God don't send people to hell. That's correct. They send themselves there. And then they put themselves in the lake of fire. <laughs> but once you go in there, that's where you go. Beloved, God is a restorer. I'm, I'm, I'm serious. God is a restorer. I know some people have given up their jobs. They lost their jobs through this outbreak. Um, some wives that their husband and uh, some people who are sexually abusing their children since they've been home, what kind of nasty stuff. I feel sorry for those children. I pray that God restore them, them mentally. God could restore your finances. See, my, my thing, beloved, is we're so materialistic minded that we can't really receive spiritual things. But yet, the Bible says that we're blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, but we can't get them. Be too earthly minded. You can't be too spiritually minded. You have to balance yourself. Oh, beloved, if there's anybody here that don't know the Lord as your personal Savior, and those of you that do know the Lord as your personal Savior, you need to get restoration in your life and allow God to restore you and make you what he wants you to be. Forget about what people want. Forget about that. Because you can never please people. I don't care how hard you try to please people. You'll never be able to please people. You can buy your spouse every gift, every holiday, every birthday, everything. And you probably never get to please them. Because they always want something else. That's how humans are. Don't make them bad, but that's how. But God's not like that. He wants to give. He wants to restore. He wants to fellowship. That's what he wants. So those of you that don't know the Lord, by your personal Savior, bow your heads with me. And let's pray. Let me pray a simple prayer of repentance that God would save you come into your life, that you would accept him as your personal Savior. Repeat as me, Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Come into my heart to be my Lord and personal Savior. I ask you to restore me in fellowship with you, that I will walk with you in peace and get to know you individually in my life. I thank you for saving me. I thank you for dying on the cross and rising on the third day. I thank you for coming into my life today. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, beloved, this is something you can do. You can be restored in the beauty of holiness. You can be restored and help someone else be restored. It's not just about you. It's about other people, reaching other people. So the one thing you can do for me, you can send us to our podcast, uh, www.tabernaclepodcast.org. Um, they can listen to the, all the different messages. I just have Sunday messages on there. Um, you can invite them to our Bible study on Wednesday night here, every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. I normally stop between 8 and 8.15. Now, also, you can send them to the website to Tabernacle Deliverance, inc.org, and uh, they can leave a prayer request. Um, I'll, I'll respond back if they leave prayer requests. We always do that. Um, we leave a testimony, and we'll post it on the website. Um, also, uh, you can become a partner. Um, we have different things on here. You can pay tithes if you want, or the offering. You could also directly send us a love gift or whatever you want to do to um, to Tabernacle. 
attached to the air well, you can leave off for near, and we use it for the ministry to keep us on the air, etc. However, your job this week is to learn more about restoration. Look up about car restoration, and you'll see the process how they go and restoring cars. And that's what God wants you to understand. He has a process that he wants to put you through for restoration. Because if you're looking for God to restore you, he may not restore you instantly with everything you want to do. But he will restore you. So, beloved, I love you. I thank you for coming to the broadcast today. I thank you for listening to the broadcast, however you're listening to it. But let us know. Visit the website. Leave us up for our prayer requests. Let us know how you're doing. And tell us how God has restored you. I'll see you Wednesday or Sunday.